But all right, hey, buddy, we've held off long enough. Let's get to this outstanding interview with my friend John Neighbors from the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by the man himself, John Neighbors. Of course, you know him as host of Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz out of Little Rock, and of course, the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You can also, I mean, that thing's blowing up on YouTube. If you don't know already, don't forget to give him a follow at Buzz John Neighbors. John, how's it going, brother? Man, it's uh, it's going okay. It's going okay. Things have been a little bit uh, underachieving here in Arkansas for the football program, but you know, it's we've seen a lot worse than what we've been seeing, but it has not been very fun. I would say that. Yeah, I knew things were bad, John, when the uh, CFO of Tyson got arrested over the weekend. I was like, my God, everything's going wrong here in Arkansas. So <laughs> no need to to bury that bad. But let's talk about the football team. You had me on your show on Friday. Hell, I mean, we we barely even talked about Liberty, Arkansas, because it was a 14-point spread. I thought this would just be BYU 2.0. You just... I, I, they were saying Liberty's defense was good. I didn't believe it. I thought they would just steamroll them. How shocked were you by, I mean, hell, really, it was it was a one-sided game until Arkansas made a comeback here in the second half. Yeah, Mike, I, I think that there has been very few games, uh, especially under Sam Pittman, where I have left completely and totally confused by the team. Now, there's been times I've been confused by the officiating, but by the team themselves, I, I did not understand anything because I, I was talking about this where it's one thing where if you lose to, to any team because first off Liberty's a good team I'm not saying that Arkansas should have lost that game but they are a really good team and well coached by Hugh Free so got to give them credit but it's one thing if Arkansas lost this game because Liberty was able to exploit the weaknesses of Arkansas if they were able to throw the ball down the field ton of plays there offensively get a bunch of turnovers uh, you know, the, the things in the ways that Arkansas has lost games this year, that would have been one thing. But when Liberty completely and totally stops the strengths of Arkansas, that's what I did not see coming because the big constant this season has been offensive line play and running the ball effectively. Like there's been a lot of other inconsistencies, but that has been for sure good to go every single week. And for Liberty, to completely and totally dominate Arkansas's offensive line, beat them at the point of attack, stop Rocket Sanders from, from getting any sort of rhythm or anything going there. And in addition to KJ Jefferson being hurt, which is still something that was very confusing and uh, didn't really know what was going on there. It was just a bad combination of everything where the defense actually played really well. Like they held them to no points in the second half, but that offensive performance was atrocious. Uh, I mean, from beginning to end and, you know, the final score was only two points and Arkansas had a chance to hit a two point conversion to tie it. But the game wasn't that close. I mean, Arkansas had five points, a field goal in a, uh, right before halftime and then a safety up until the midway point of the fourth quarter. So that was one of the more baffling losses I've seen in, in a long time. And it hurt because you felt like after BYU, after Auburn, you had some momentum. And now that momentum is just thrown out the window and you get to welcome in a team. Oh, LSU, that just is coming off of one of their biggest wins that they've had in quite some time. So I got to ask then, I mean, this is what we do, John, in the SEC. We hit the panic button. We got to fire everybody. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying we got to do that at Arkansas, but what's your confidence level that the, the program is headed in the right direction under Sam Pittman? Or is, is this just a couple speed bumps? What's your thoughts on all that? Well, I'll, I'll say this. It's 
I'm still confident in Sam Pittman. I still think that he's a he's a good coach that can get some things done because we've seen it happen. We've seen him. He's proven that he can. But to me, there's losses that become a problem or they're problematic. That's how all losses are. And with Arkansas, I'm seeing this loss as a problem. It's a problem that you had bad quarterback play because KJ was hurt. You had bad offensive line play. You had bad everything. And it better not happen again. Like, that's the thing that I think most, a lot of Razorback fans are looking at. They're like, we're not happy. We're disappointed. We don't want everyone fired, but this better not happen again. That's how I'm viewing this game. When it becomes problematic is where you can't fix these problems. You can't fix these issues. It becomes a reoccurring theme of Arkansas losing. Like, if they go up against LSU this week, which, I mean, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to win because LSU is playing really good right now. But if they go out there and play like they did against Liberty, it becomes problematic. And suddenly people start wondering, okay, this is a this is something that keeps happening. Something needs to change. Is it it's not going to be Sam Pittman? Nobody's wanting Sam Pittman fired. But do they need to make a change at a, at a coordinator position? Do they need to make a change in some other positions? Like you can't expect with the way things were going and then to have an ending like it's might be setting up to be for Arkansas, where they barely get into a bowl game. You just can't have that and expect everything to be status quo the next year. So I think everybody's still good with Sam Pittman. Nobody's wanting everyone fired. There are some people that want Kendall Bryles gone. Um, but overall, I think that it's just it's it's one of those ones that just you you can't do it again. It cannot happen again. You get your one. It can't happen again. Now, I recently had uh, Stephen Lassen, senior editor, Athlon Sports on the show, and we were talking about Arkansas down the stretch. This is one of the teams I'll be most interested to see because you could talk me, John, into 3-0. and You could talk me into 0-3 and, and, and virtually anything in between. Do you think that's a fair statement? That uh, or, I mean, do you have a, a good idea what Arkansas is going to do these last three games, or is it is it kind of a mystery? I mean, I still think they'll beat Missouri. You know, I, I know that Missouri is an interesting team where they have played well at times. And, you know, I know they gave Georgia all they wanted, but I thought that was more about Georgia just playing bad more so than Missouri playing well. But I think one, in, I think, I mean, it, it's hard for me to sit here and say that they're going to beat LSU or Ole Miss. And LSU especially, because LSU is surprising a lot of people and, and surprising me. I didn't think that they would be playing as well as they would be at this point in time, especially the way they started. And, yeah, I, I just, I don't have confidence in that right now. So, I think that they'll go one and two. I think that they'll get at least one more win. Two and one if they really turn it around. And that one other win would be probably against Ole Miss because I still think Ole Miss has some, some weaknesses that can be exploited. Not saying that Arkansas is a better team than Ole Miss, but they have some weaknesses that can be exploited. But I think that that might be the best case scenario of this team getting two more wins and getting a seven and five because finishing out at eight and four and finishing three and oh with the way that this team performed this past weekend it's really just hard for me to have confidence in that. Now you kind of hit on this already, but is this a, do you think a coaching issue? Is it injuries to key players? Is it a leadership issue? Maybe, maybe it's all three. What, why do you think it is that these, you know, there's a lot of these slow starts and, and inconsistent performances from Arkansas. Well, you know, Mike, I mean, and just, just going off of what we see in college football and in sports in general, if you get off to a slow start consistent, consistently, that's a coaching issue. I mean, it is. And now is it solely on Sam Pittman's feet? M maybe not. I think because here's the thing. Uh, if you look at the numbers, Arkansas 
this year has gotten down 17 to nothing in Missouri State to start the game. They got down 28 to nothing against Alabama. They got down 21 to nothing against Mississippi State. They got down 21 to nothing against Liberty. Those are four games they got down by at least three scores. And Mike, three of those were at home in Fayetteville. That is a problem. You can't have that, man. Like, I get that there's going to be times where teams are going to get ahead of you, but you're at home. The atmosphere's there. They're riled up, and that's how you start. There's coaching. That's a coaching problem. And so I think, and, and this is just my reckless assumption, my reckless opinion on what it is, and just by knowing Sam Pittman and talking to him, what it looked like to me, at least in this game against uh, Liberty, is that Sam Pittman allows his coaches to coach, which is a great thing. He allowed, He's like, hey, I, my coordinator is going to run the offense. My defense coordinator is going to run the defense. I'm going to let them do it, and then I'm just going to be there as kind of managing which is a great, it can be a really great thing. But it seemed like at least in maybe some of these games that he's just like with Kendall Browse and the KJ Jefferson injury and not putting in Malik Hornsby when you could tell he was not 100%. Sam Pittman said, you know, I asked Kendall and he's like, hey, KJ's our guy. And so what that kind of took that as maybe Sam Pittman's just saying, hey, you know, whatever he says, I'm gonna, we're good with. And that's, again, that's just my opinion of kind of putting the pieces together. And I think that that's maybe why there has been some issues where, I like Kendall Browse. I think he's still a really good offensive-minded guy and a coordinator that's really good. But I do think that there are some things, though, that he'll do just here and there that'll be pretty detrimental. You know, like he, he'll have all these numbers and all these stats, and it'll be really good when it looks good, when it's going, like against BYU, like against Auburn. Man, it is clicking, and it's pretty. But if there's like one little big decision that he ends up making that ends up costing him or make, putting the offense back, you see the results of it. So. It's just it's it's got to be a coaching thing, and it's not me saying I want Sam Pittman fired, but you can't be having consistent starts of getting down by three possessions, especially at home, and expect to win games. That that is a major problem that has to be addressed. And you, you keep referencing KJ Jefferson. You know clearly he's limited. Do you have any idea the severity of his injury and and if that's going to get better this season? And and I'm not sitting here saying he's a bad quarterback because if you match up his numbers with Jane Daniels, they're basically identical. Yet we got LSU fans saying this guy's a dark horse Heisman, and it's because they're winning football games. So I'm not sitting here saying KJ's bad, but if he is as banged up as he was against Liberty. It seems like it'd be a good idea to to roll with Malik Hornsby. Where where do you stand on that? Well, uh, Sam Pittman said, you know, take it for what it, his words are, but uh, he said that KJ's feeling much better now, and he's going to be good to go. And he says that he's been throwing in practice because last week he didn't throw in practice at all, and I think that was a big part of it. Malik Hornsby was taking the first team reps and throwing the ball, but nobody knew who was starting. Not like Jaden Hazelwood, the wide receiver even said in the press conference after the Liberty game, he's like, we had no idea who was going to start until they said KJ starting. I think that was a big impact too, but uh, we don't know the severity. All that Sam Pittman would reveal that it was like a clavicle area somewhere up here. Uh, so, you know, that may be uh, hindering his, his arm a little bit, but that was what was so uncharacteristic, Mike. I don't know how much you got to see of the game, but I was there and I cannot tell you how many wide open, touchdown wide receivers that he missed. I mean, just there was a play where Matt Landers was so wide open, he could have done cartwheels into the end zone, and he got frustrated. He just stood there after the play and stared because he's like, dude, I was wide open. And so it was – I don't know if it was maybe his fear of throwing too far. I don't know if maybe they just, like, you know, medicated him up to try to, you know, get him to fight through the pain. I, whatever it was, 
it, it was definitely hindering him. And if Sam Pittman says he's feeling better, then go with KJ. But I'm telling you, Mike, if you if Razorback fans there in Fayetteville at 11 a.m., if they get down like, you know, 14 nothing and they see KJ doing the same stuff that KJ was doing against Liberty, they're going to start chanting for Malik Hornsby. And then you're going to find yourself in a position. And then it's going to be really bad. So I KJ is the best quarterback on the team when he's healthy. There's no question about that. But if you can't pull the trigger and put Malik Hornsby in there when it is clear that KJ is having a major problem, then something needs to something needs to happen. That that is not a going to be a winning recipe uh, for anybody. And so I'm going to assume that KJ is going to start. I'm going to assume he's healthy. But if you can tell he's not healthy, there's going to be some problems. Now you're as plugged into that fan base as anybody, John, with uh, you know all the work you do. Are fans kind of like over this season, or do you anticipate that they'll show up in full force Saturday night against LSU? Because if if the upset happens, it's going to come in large part to these fans. Just like it's not often the Razorbacks get a marquee game at night for whatever reason. The SEC hates Razorback fans or something. <laughs> but, uh, hell, they made a, a big-time difference against Texas. I sure as hell remember that. Do you think they can bring that same energy? And, and again, I you just said you're, you're heavily leaning LSU. I get it, and, and you should be. But can this crowd play a factor in this game? Well, to be honest, Mike, it's actually a, a morning game. That's an 11 a.m. game against LSU. The old oh, Miss game shoot. is the night game. So, oh, yeah, okay. I've mixed yeah, them up. But, yeah, but to answer your question, um, I think the fans will be there. I mean, I know 11 a.m. sucks. Like, everyone hates it. and But it's still LSU. You know, it, it's still, like you said, a marquee game. It's a top-10 team that you're going to be welcoming in the town. And, I, th- I mean, will there be as many fans there as if you would have beaten Liberty? Probably not. But I still think there'll be between 65,000, 70,000 fans there because they they love they love Razorback football, and they still believe that there can be some good things going. Um, but I think the crowd will be there. I think the students will be there again, the 11 AM side of it sucks and it is going to be a little bit chilly, but overall, I mean, I think the fans will at least have a, make a, make it an atmosphere, but as soon as it starts going bad though, it may, then people may start leaving pretty quickly because they don't want to deal with that. Why, why in the hell? I mean, I'm sure they haven't given you an answer, but why in the hell does SEC not give Arkansas more night games? Man, I wish I knew. Like it, it, was, it was the weirdest thing where this is going to be the Ole Miss game is the first SEC night home game for Arkansas since 2020 Tennessee. And that was the COVID year, so no one could right. even tailgate or anything. So I'm not even counting that. And before that was 2018. So it's like every two years is when they do it. And I, I don't know. I know I'm, like I think every Razorback fans know, listen, we're not the big brand of Bama, Georgia, LSU. Like we understand that. But I feel like there needs to be some sort of rule put into place where every SEC team gets at least one SEC home night game a year. At least one. Like, I don't know if there's some there's a way of doing that. I, I like because honestly, like people, you know, you got it on the ESPN or ESPN two and then SEC network. Like I think Razorback fans say, put us on the SEC network plus. We don't care. Just get us a night game. Let us be at night. And so it just took forever. And I hate the fact that the LSU games at eleven a.m. I understand that, you know, if it was Arkansas and, uh, you know, Missouri, which I know that's the end of the season, but if that was the matchup this week and I can understand 11 a.m., but you're telling me a top 10 team in a, quote, rivalry game, battle for the golden boot, they're putting that at 11 a.m.? Just doesn't seem right to me. Doesn't sit well with Razorback fans. Luckily, the Ole Miss game will at least be good, but people want to tailgate, man. They want to have gumbo when they're going against LSU, and uh, unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit more difficult when you have to wake up at first light and try to get out there to make sure that you get parked and ready for the game. So do you, do you have an, a, a prediction yet? Have you made your official prediction for this game? 
Uh, I mean, I haven't had anything official. I, I am leaning towards LSU because just until Arkansas shows me something different, it's hard for me to pick them right now. But I do believe, I'm hoping that Arkansas starts off better. I'm hoping that they don't like put themselves in a bad position and put themselves in a uh, you know three-score deficit to try to climb back out of. If they don't do that, if they start off good, if they start off strong and make it competitive, if at halftime it's like, a one score game or maybe the lead or something. I think it'll be, I think Arkansas will be all right. And maybe it'll be a chance to win, but I just don't, if they get in that big deficit, it's going to be bad early, but I do believe LSU will win. I think hopefully because it's a rivalry game and hopefully they learn from last week, it'll be closer, but I still think at the end of the day, LSU is going to win something like 35, 24, maybe something like that, 35, 21. And that's also assuming KJ Jefferson's healthy because I like Malik Hornsby, but here's the thing. Malik can't, he's not as good of a thrower. He's not as good of a decision maker. He can run, man. He can run fast. But if he has to play and the running game can't get going, it's a bad, it's a bad look for Arkansas. So that's all assuming KJ Jefferson's healthy, which I hope he is. And the last thing I got for you, John, I sometimes I know what I'm doing on social media. I gotta admit it. And when you said something like, you know, Athens, that was the toughest environment I've ever seen. I retweeted you during the Tennessee week because I knew. I yeah, knew thanks for that. Vol Twitter would jump on your ass, but you were 1,000% right. And I even cited the, the reason you put that out there. I mean, Arkansas, Georgia, what a colossal matchup that was. College game day, that was a, a showdown of undefeateds. And Arkansas looked rattled as hell, just like Tennessee did last week. So did, did you at least feel vindicated after putting that out there? Well, here's the thing. Like, I did, first off, I never said anything about Tennessee. All I said, <laughs> and that was just my experience. Like, I didn't say that. Oh, yeah, it's Sanford State. You've never been me. to Neyland, exactly. And I admitted thing. that. I admitted that I'd never been to Neyland, and so that's what made it so funny. Is because all I said was, "Is that Sanford Stadium?" And and listen, I was with all my friends, and we've gone to different stadiums, different games. We have never heard anything like that, especially for, I guess, a noon kickoff there in Athens. Never have experienced anything that loud. And I was like, if that's if they do that against Arkansas at 11 a.m. or noon, can't imagine what they're doing against Tennessee. So that was my whole point. And then them coming after me, like, listen, Vault Twitter is the worst Twitter. Like, I, and I think they pride themselves in that. But I have never seen more grammatical errors, more misspellings more like idiotic, sensitive people that get so fired up about something that had nothing to do with Neyland Stadium at all, like nothing to do with Tennessee, but they just get in their feelings, man. And I was, I honestly, I did not care one way or the other about Tennessee, but after going through that, I'm like, I hope Tennessee gets smoked by Georgia. And they did like that. Georgia showed that they were the better team that day. And so it just made me happy because I'm like, see, and like you said, what was it like? eight pre-snap penalties that Tennessee had something crazy like that. I'm like, but I'll, but Eric Ainge said it wasn't that loud, dude. Okay. You played back when it was like the Mark Rick days, you know, like this is a whole new animal here. So I, I just thought that was really funny. And I was really happy that Georgia won. Cause I'm like, listen, I get Tennessee. You have a great season. You have a great team going on. You were deserving of being the number one team, but just like, just because you it's like, I think I even put up the comparison. I'm like, it's almost like somebody, giving uh, a people a superpower like and saying okay with this comes great responsibility you, you you've earned it here's your superpower you're good to go and then the first time that somebody says to that superhero being like hey how come you have superpowers they burn the city down like that's how it was it's like they just react so ridiculously over the smallest of comments that had nothing to do with them 
So, I mean, again, they're passionate, man. They got passion. And who knows? They'll probably still get into the college football playoff if it plays out the way I think it will. But, I mean, listen, Sanford Stadium, I think that probably shuts some people up about, oh, yeah, it's not that loud. Oh, Neyland Stadium's loud. Or maybe it is. But don't give me this decibel crap either of what they put up on the Jumbotron. It's like, oh, get loud. Oh, that that that's accurate. That has to be accurate, 100%. And then I kept getting screenshots and stuff of them sending, look what our, look what, here's proof of it. I was like, oh, what you mean from the official University of Tennessee football website? That's what they said? Oh, I'm going to believe them. So I just I just thought it was so funny that something so dumb like decibel levels made an entire fan base lose their minds. It was just the weirdest but funniest thing. All right, before you go, John, tell everybody what's the best way to find all your work. Yeah, you can uh, follow the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, the number one Arkansas Razorbacks podcast in the entire world by far. You can uh, do that on anywhere podcasts are found. I have a YouTube page as well. Uh, over 4,000 subs just in the past uh, eight months. So it's growing rapidly. So you can find me on there. Uh, my Twitter, Instagram, all that's Buzz John Neighbors. Very easy to find too. And I'm also on 1037 The Buzz here in Little Rock. If you're ever in the area, or you can stream it on the 1037 The Buzz app, one to four out of bounds each and every afternoon. Yeah, and I'm on there every Friday during the season, making up there. I'm making a fool of myself. So check it on out. All right, Shane. So hey, how about it? I really got John going there with the talking some Tennessee <laughs> there at the end. Of, when Vol Twitter is your enemy, <laughs> you are in for a rough week. You know what? Isn't it wild that I don't. Maybe because I'm in it so much that I don't see it. Everybody says that, that we're violent and, <laughs> and maybe I'm not following the right people or something, but I don't see it. I, I think we're very passionate, but yeah. no, I, I'm giving you a hard time. But I, I saw how you, you said that out there. I was like, golly, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to mute the notifications on that one. We even know some of the people that, that. that were attacking him, you know what? Absolutely. I think I retweeted a few. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. 